Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This teacher is serving looks. It's Eliane Marie. You can call him Dr. Mick Dreamy. It's Brandon. Her receipts are rated E for everyone. It's Tiff. He's our favorite leading man. It's Ivan. She's a real legal eagle. It's Olivia. No way. It's Jose. He's a real home run. It's T. Biggs. And your host, Greg Howard Jr. And welcome back to This Is Not an Endorsement. Our second round is called Read All About It. Uh, according to a poll, what are the top three stories of October thus far? Jose, what you think? Oh, God. Well, I see, I misunderstood the assignment and I picked the story that <laughs> I enjoyed the most. So, <laughs> um, so I'm probably not the best to ask. Um, top story, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm not sure. <laughs> Anybody else want to take a stab at it? I'm going to go with no, I on, that. on this question. Yeah. I thought it was of the, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, sorry. I was, I, I think people chose, might've chosen the Texas abortion ban as one of the top mm-hmm. stories of the month. You're, yeah. I was actually going to say the same thing, but I didn't, was that in October or was that mm-hmm. right before? I didn't, is it just October or like, are we doing 30 days? I wasn't sure. I think it was earlier. But that's the one I, I thought would be the biggest. So biggest it was, story. it was early October and I can tell you, that with a staggering 89% of the vote, the people polled said the Texas abortion ban was the top story of the month. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. That was the wildest shit that's happened in a while, and that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot for this last year and a half. And then October just started to really October after that. Mm. I mean, October has been a hell of a year. Like, <laughs> shit. Dude, we're only like, we're only 20 days in. What do you mean? I'm <laughs> exhausted. Okay, first of all, I- I'm sorry, but August was a little bit more crazy for me because that Afghanistan stuff was a lot. So that was like too much for me. That that month was out of control. So I feel like we're like coming down finally. There's been, the Texas thing was really frustrating to say the least, but I feel like we're coming down because it was like every week it was like something. It was like, it was like for it was that week and then it was like the Haiti stuff and then it was just like it just kept piling on now it's like we're finally getting to a better place that we can actually talk about infrastructure right we weren't even able to talk about infrastructure because there was so much shit happening so I, I, I feel like we're, we're getting there we're getting there slowly but surely so I don't think it's that bad October did September even happen like yes no yes <laughs> that never happened I finalized my divorce I was happy as fuck it happened <laughs> <laughs> And congratulations. Yes, yes, yes. I got lighter and richer, thank God. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, honestly, that story was truly terrifying. Just the fact that they're still fighting over it, you know, they've tried to block it in the courts. The Supreme Court didn't back that. Like, I... I'm just, and then I just remember the 2016, 2015, 2016, when we were screaming about the courts, the courts, the courts, 
and everybody's like, calm down. Why are you sleeping? You're so I remember that. You know, like but, it's not a big deal. It's gonna be fine. And literally, what we were saying was going to happen. And, 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 and then Booty Mouth erases the tweets talking about not worrying about the courts. You know, so we it it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I can't believe that John Roberts sided with the liberal section of the court. That that's still crazy. Yeah, that was, that was um, but yeah, 2016 had so many repercussions, and the people who were out there. Uh, saying that the Supreme Court really shouldn't be something that we should be worried about or stop threatening us with that. Um, you know, I, I wish they didn't have to learn their lesson this way, but it's it's really sad um, how they were so cavalier about their vote. Mm-hmm. I look at um, people like Mark Lamont Hill who decided to protest vote and folks like that who in other states and this is on them. This is them. This is what they did. And everyone, the email lady tried to tell folks, no one will, you know, idiots won't listen. Hardhead makes soft ass. Unfortunately, we are paying for their stupidity. And I'm, it, it hurts. And I'm scared for the women of the state of Texas and states around Texas who will probably have to endure this nonsense. And being from Texas with Governor Wills, um, yeah, it's, I have another word for him, but I'm, you know, I, I, yeah, can't say it. <laughs> well, I think one of the biggest, the scariest parts of that is, is the implication going forward, because now all of these other states, you know, they, they've had their eye on it for so long, and now that they've been signaled that the Supreme Court is not going to basically, you know, strike it down like they have in the past, it's basically opening it up for any, you know, conservative-leaning state to do exactly the same, and then to go farther than that. I mean, there's been um, even, there's been a lot of conversation around, like, gay marriage and gay adoption, where gay adoption has been a contentious point forever. Um, and it's not even just that, it's, it, that's being fought about, but also gay marriage, that's next, it, it, that was decided by a Supreme Court case. And I, I think it's, it shows how a lot of people, um, it doesn't, it, they don't, it, you know, there, there's a saying about that, that if I knew my history, I would understand. But like, if they understand, like, it's, you know, it was okay when it was happening to someone else, but now when it's happening, when I'm on the chopping block, when it's not just Texas, when it's, you know, other states when it's not just women and it's gay people, but then I'm concerned about it. But it's like, well, where was this concern before when you had the option to vote for somebody who would put someone on the courts to prevent this type of thing from happening? It, it doesn't die. Okay. okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. And so in 2016, I was with a bunch of other attorney friends and some of them were like, this isn't a big deal. Like why, like, why are you so upset? And I still, I can tell you who those people were exactly. Cause I was like, we have to practice under the future Supreme court and we know it's not going to look good. And Trump ended up getting more appointments than we even thought he would. And mm-hmm. I just hope that, I hope that all this recent stuff get lights of fire under Joe Biden's ass to reevaluate the court system and figure out what we're going to do about the Supreme Court. So we don't have time to waste on that. Yeah, for me, it's just, we need to get more judges. So I'm keeping track of all the judges, <laughs> making sure I'm like, I mean, visually you have to see it. Like you have to be able to see who's on the court to care about the court, right? So the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. you see it, You we know, I mean, people out of doubt, if you ask any random person, they probably don't even know a name of, of somebody on the court. I mean, just let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But for me, I feel like if you visually see who Joe is put, Biden is putting on the court, you see that there's 
80% of them are women. You see that the majority of them, you know, are, are black or people of color that he's putting on the court. So those things matter to a person like me to say, okay, well, somebody says, well, what has Joe done? I can say, well, he's putting people on the court. We should, we're probably going to get to the 20th judge being put on the court either this week or next week. And it's a big effing deal. So you can't say that the Biden isn't doing anything for, for us because these judges, they matter. Most, uh, I think eight of them are public defenders. They're not just your typical judges. And guess who appoints, guess who are the people that are recommending them? It's senators that are recommending. So all of this ties together on who we're putting, who we're putting in the Senate and then also who they who is recommending folks to the courts. So it's a big effing deal. And I really hope that people start to understand the courts fucking matter. Yeah, they do. I don't think people realize how many appointees Trump put into federal judge positions. And like, that's almost, you know, the Supreme Court's obviously fucking terrifying. But the idea that in all of the circuit courts around the United States, they are just chock full of Trump appointees. And that's the kind of stuff that's going to impact people on a daily basis, more so than some of the Supreme Court decisions. Like, the people regulating business, like I live in Illinois, the people regulating business in Illinois from a legal standpoint are judges on the seventh circuit. And so like the way that your employer treats you or things that are happening in your state, that that can be, that's a much bigger impact on you at the federal, the circuit court level. So I don't think people take that seriously at all. So do Trump we putting on like total clowns on the, like, wasn't one of these guys like had never tried a case before? Am I misremembering? Because I, I remember that. No, there's plenty. There's plenty. Yeah, of few. Yeah. yeah. So, so funny thing is this morning, one of his people that he put on the court, he tried to get this dude on the court three times. He, he I forget what court it is, but he was on court. He tried to get him three times on the court. He's only 38 years old. So think about that. 38 yeah. is a lifetime appointment. He retired. He's retiring. He forced to get this dude on the court three times and the dude is retiring. So we were like excited. Like, well, that's great because he's leaving. He, he, he got in the court and he couldn't do the job. I mean, let's be mm. serious. A lot of people yeah. get in the court. It's not, a, it's that you don't make that much money. So you have, to, no. you have to be a judge. You have to want to do the job and you have to have the love for it. Duke can make m- as much money as he wants, probably out in the, reg- you know, on the regular world, probably defending some asshole that was in an insurrection and make a ton of money. So it's like, it's like crazy that he appointed so many people that were not like at all experienced, didn't have any qualifications to be judges and, and they're in lifetime appointments. So we have to wait for these people to retire. Basically it's some bullshit. Well, he yeah, wasn't qualified uh, to be in the White House in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, and to your point, I think he had 200 and, I think it was like 270 something judges that yeah. he put in place in years. So yeah, Biden has, I think, we have I think we have 130 something that we can put on that are available now because a ton of Clinton judges, they retired, which was great. So they're like, okay, bye, we're old, we're leaving. So that's what we have to hope for ambush judges. We have to hope for these people to start retiring so that we can get more seats on the court. It's, yeah. it's disgusting. So do we do we think that speaking of the insurrection and judges, uh, what are your thoughts on the implications against Jenny Thomas for the future of Justice Thomas on the Supreme Court? Well, I say I say a prayer every morning, so I'm just leave it at that. I mean, I just don't see how they dig deep enough. They're going to find ties, right? 
the question is, are they going to be able to do something with it? I, I, I like there's no precedent. When has a Supreme Court judge ever been invested? I mean, to my knowledge, not in our lifetime. So what even happens? What's the procedure? How, how can they even, you know, what do you how do you go about removing him? Because you know, if we don't have ties, then he's got yeah. knowledge. I'm sorry. You know, well, we don't have enough senators to do anything with it because Republicans are probably blocked that. So yep. Yep. there goes that. <laughs> he's not getting impeached. He's there. Yeah. He's the, the best yeah. the best case scenario is that his ass croaks. And that's what I'm praying for every single fucking morning. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm evil. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel the same way about Mitch McConnell. I don't even... How is that man still alive? His his appendages looked like they were going to fall off a year ago. How is he looked like he was dying like two years ago? Really hopeful. His fingers his fingers are so black they call the cops on him. Stop, sir. I'll do I'll do you one better, sir. His fingers were so black he was going to take away their right to vote. Oh. Oh. Seriously though, what was wrong with that dude? Yeah, I can't stand his ass. I mean, honestly, at this point, I think, was it you see that did the post that said basically, even if I'm not rooting for everybody black, that was your post, that was one of your threads that you did. And so when I think about Clarence Thomas, I just can't, I just can't, I can't do it. Like these people, Tim Scott, like all these black Ooh. Republicans, even today, Condoleezza Rice and her crazy ass was on debut. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I didn't even watch it, but I saw the clips and I, I'm the thing that they say, it's like, who are you and where did you come from? Because we, I, I don't understand you. Like, I don't oh. understand. And I, 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 it just frustrates me so much that these people just, they just, they just don't care. They're just like in La La Land or, or I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but you did a really good post on that. And that really made me think about it a lot. Like we don't have to support these people. They, they're just there and they don't care about us. So fuck them. Tim Scott is one of my least favorite because he's a pick me. He sits there and he, he ignores racism. I mean, he'll sit there and say, well, that's not what happened. I mean, I, I can't even get past a man's teeth. He looks like he can give a hysterectomy to a giraffe. I mean, it is- he has baby he has baby teeth and swollen, musty gums. I just it, it, it just and you can't you can't trust people with little teeth. You can't lowercase <laughs> teeth, uppercase gums. You cannot shut up. You can't. Mm-mm. Baby teeth. Nope. I unfortunately saw the view this morning because I was at the dentist and that's what they had on and the TV above my chair. So I had to watch Condoleezza Rice give her interview with them. And of course, the, she got asked if she thinks that they should teach critical race theory in school. And she was like, absolutely not. And I was like, this is okay. so I got to say something. There is no critical race theory being taught in K-12 education, period. That is a college course, a law school course. You have to be in law school, 23 years old, or, or whatever age you are, if you want to become a lawyer. But it's not being taught. They are using this as like the newest red scare mm-hmm. to yeah. tie everything about race into critical race theory because nobody really knows what it is. But it right. sounds scary if you were someone yeah. that is used to being racist or not wanting people to learn about the atrocities of the country against black people, you know. So yeah. it's CRT, CRT, CRT. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. And now, any any black person that ever survived in history is all of a sudden under the umbrella of CRT. And they were even talking in, I think it was, I think it was Texas, and they're talking about what would or would not be in the curriculum when they were uh, debating it. And it's like Native Americans, Martin Luther King. Now all of this is critical race theory. Like, 
how did that happen? So, so the people that can't even define a subject are now banning, banning it from schools when we already have an issue of whitewashed history. And then we're wondering why this is gonna be such a problem, you know, discussing all of these issues going forward. I had never heard anyone outside of my college courses use critical race theory until lately. And now it's definitely this buzzword. And it was clear from Connelly's Rice's interview, she doesn't even fully understand what she's talking about or what's actually being taught in schools. And she just kept going on and on with like, well, I don't want white kids who are young to feel bad about the past and to feel bad about themselves. And I was like, that is that is the but a black kid that. can experience racism yeah. right. at the age of three. To be okay, and just be okay. Be okay with that. Get over it. Get over yeah. it. She but was like, I want everyone. Oh, she's like, I want I, kids to feel comfortable in school. I'm like, what? don't worry about white kids feeling comfortable in school. That that's no. So. Fuck them kids. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, but I I teach fifth grade. Okay, and. I think if some of those people were in my classroom, they would be mortified at some of the things that we talk about, but it's truth, you know, obviously I'm not teaching college level, you know, (laughs) curriculum to them, but I tell them the truth about things. We talk about things that affect them in their daily lives. And if people really think that children can't comprehend that or can't handle that type of discussion, then they haven't really been around a lot of children because the kids experiencing it can tell you all about it. They don't have to be taught it. You know, they're experiencing it every damn day. Well, and that's the, that's the cruelest part that I've noticed is that there was all these talking points from conservatives saying that like, well, you want to teach four and five-year-olds about, you know, about racism, about this, that, and then it's like, wait, hold on. Well, I had to learn about racism. Every person of color I've met had to learn about racism. We made, it was very clear when we went into public schools and, and private schools, I'm sure were just as bad, that we were not white. It was made very clear to us. So it's like, why do we have to deal with the repercussions that you can't even have a conversation to maybe lessen the, the, the stress that the, these uh, that kids who are people of color are going through? Like, one example they were talking about on The View this morning, too, was just like teaching white kids about privilege. And it's like, yeah, they that's a great thing for an easy concept. It doesn't even have to be, you know, like we're not talking about like what I learned in college about how like capitalism fuels systemic racism. Like we're just talking about basic concepts that kids already ba- usually understand and are experiencing. Like, should white kids be taught that they have privilege at a young age? Like, yes. And it doesn't have to make them feel bad about themselves, but it can make a huge difference from a young age if they're just, you know, those things are acknowledged at least. And it's, it's even simple stuff like being a little kid, being taught that, you know, I watched a little kid scream at an umpire during a bas- uh, during a, a, a baseball game. I had a bad call. I was told this is not for you to talk. I mean, I know it's wrong, but you, you can't do what they do. It, that's the speech my father gave me when I was six years old because we can't do what they do because of our skin color. That's, that's the shit that we learned early. And it's not so much to me, critical race theory is history. It's a history of being fucked over since we got on this continent. And I think what it is, is a lot of white people feel as though they, they want their feelings massaged. They can massage, anyway. It, it, it's more of a feeling of trying to soften the historical blows when they got to start owning this shit. The, re- the reason why we're in this spot, because a lot of white people got over and a lot of black people, and this is why we're here. And people are getting bent out of shape out of from the most like innocuous lessons that they're teaching in schools. Like, for example, in Virginia Beach, I have a friend of mine who's, who sent me a picture of a, of a lesson they're learning. 
And it says, we are the same, we are different. And it has a picture of like feelings and smiles and homes and skin color. Uh, and you just put it in your respective slot. And one of the parents got upset because they're, they think that's critical race theory. And it's My just gosh. really ways that we're different and ways that we're the same. And I mean, it's, that has nothing to do with racism and people are getting like upset just because we're noticing a difference in skin color, which is fucking crazy. Yeah, because you know, because the white, because white people, sorry, are basically trying. You know, the, you know what they say. We don't see, we don't see color. How could the hell could you not see somebody's color? That makes me recoil in anger because that means you don't see me for who I am, and, and you're choosing exactly. not to see me. And it's that's the most disrespectful mm -hmm. thing. Thank you, it's erasure. That's the most disrespectful thing anyone could ever say to me. So one person told me that one time and got cussed out and bet you'll never tell me or anybody else that again, that I don't see color. No, you better see my color and you better see me because this helps to, this helps to identify who I am and let you know the experiences that I've had. But that is- That's the most parents, disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. Like you said, it's very so disrespectful. disrespectful for somebody to say that. It's, it's almost saying like, I, I, I don't see color is almost like, I only see the white part of you or what's agreeable or comforting to you. So if you step out of like what I think you should be and like, and make me uncomfortable, then I'm gonna have a, like, I'm gonna recoil to that. I'm gonna have a problem with that. So it's like, I, I see you so long as you fit into the parameter of whiteness that I think you should fit into, which is if you, <laughs> on its face disrespectful, yeah. If, if you bust out and do that wobble, I'm gonna be scared. You know, right, I, right. You know, that, that's it's annoying. Yeah. So what else, not to break away from what is a really good conversation, um, what else do we think top stories of October? What were the choices? I don't even remember what the choices were. <laughs> I had to go look at, um, I had not seen the clip of Madonna humping Jimmy Fallon's desk oh. yet, but I was those Madonna oh, stickers were Be careful because they're going to name search every okay. single one of us now. And oh yeah, all our bosses. Our <laughs> so it's really embarrassing. <laughs> I'm okay. I actually enjoy Madonna's music. When I'm at the gym, I'm listening to you know, you know, like a version, get into groove, you know, all that stuff, you know, um, music, all that. I love it. But there comes a point in time where you get a little too old to be humping on somebody's desk on national TV. That's somebody's that, grandma. That's She's just crazy. Thank you. I'm. I'll be 37 years old. I will. And if I want Jimmy Fallon show or who who show was it? Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Fallon. Oh, and I'm Jimmy still mad Kimmel. at him for that whole interview that he did with that man that shall not be named that used to be in the White House when he was rubbing his head. But that's another conversation. Mm -hmm. But I would not be caught dead on on any of the Jimmy shows humping the desk. My mama will kick my behind, and my grandmother will rise from her grave and come back and snatch me. That's just disrespectful. You, you a grandmother sitting up there, got your legs to the moon like that and 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 thinking that's cute on TV. And then Listen, someone said- I don't, I don't care how old she is, to be honest. The old part isn't the part that's bothering me. What bothers me most is that, why? What was even the point? Like, yeah. what was even the point of doing what that? What was the reason? Interview. I, I watched it trying to be like, okay, let me let me not be ageist in my thinking because I was like, you know what? You want to be 60 and throw your your you know your chach into the she wind. Looks good too. Go for it. Go mm. for it. But it like really had one thing had nothing to do with the no. other. Why did all of a sudden like he even tried to stop her? He was embarrassed for her. Like when Jimmy Fallon is embarrassed for you, he's got secondhand embarrassment. Like 
you yeah, you on the wrong road, wrong road. Here. I, I mean, but also if it would have been somebody else, you know, there would have been way more outrage if, over it. Uh, yeah. If it was Dennis Jackson, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. not At least make it about that, but it's come on. If it was Beyonce, no. and she's forty. But if it were Beyonce to do that, people will. Oh, did you see what being? Oh my God, she's a mother. She shouldn't be doing. It. She didn't have more respect for herself. Mm -hmm. But because Madonna is known for being controversial, right. it's you know people say it's okay. I, I, I you know, and I, Grace Jones probably would have done that. You know, I, I, Grace Jones has done a lot of things, but Grace Jones is all like in her seventies. She wouldn't. She, I, I hope she doesn't. She wouldn't do that now. But you know, is stay on people's desks. That's just uncouth. I give her credit though. At least I would much rather see her humping a desk and going to Africa and try to adopt another black kid. I had the same um, reaction at first where I was like, she's too old to be doing this. But then I was like, that's ageist. Let's let women have fun. But, and she looks really good. Like, I'm not saying that I wouldn't have, you know, dressed like that if I looked like her at 60, but it just was so cringe and there was no reason to do it. And it makes me think, I think this all the time about people like her, you're so rich, you're so wealthy, you have a great career. Why don't you just like chill out now? Like go on vacation, enjoy, enjoy your, your life. Money. Like, enjoy. yeah, like, do you need to be controversial? Like just Attention. give it a rest. It's, 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 it's hanging up flat screen is over. Just, just, just chill. You know? She's a, she's a, uh, pick me with back pain. I mean, I'm dead. <laughs> deal with like you know he who not will not be named who ran for president. You're like you're so fucking rich. Just I would be doing crazy it's stuff up. and it would not be running for president. It's ego. It's it, it's it's, really? it's ego. You have to have s some type of an ego to be in the entertainment industry to put yourself out there and to get all the acclamations and things like that from from fans. It's it's ego. But Madonna. Bay, we love you. We do. Oh, but I need you. Mm. Well, some Place of us. Of love, please stop. We we acknowledge we, your existence, but we, okay. I was I was trying to keep the Madonna people from trying to you know mark us or whatnot. But oh. we appreciate. Yeah, I notice I have I have been silent. I'm, I, go. I'm not I'm not putting a target on my head. No. <laughs> I've been. I'm still I'm still rocking music in the gym because I get my best workouts and best runs in. You know, list our music, but. Stay off people's desks, humping. That's it. On desks. There's still that, a pandemic going on. Busting open. Busting the wide open. Mm. And we don't want you to bring it back. No. Probably looking like um, undercooked steak on that desk. No. Oh. <laughs> well, I can tell you that uh, Madonna's snail trail on Jimmy Fallon's desk <laughs> is not one of the top three stories of the month. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was it the second one? The visuals. The visuals. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, oh, I'm gonna have nightmares. Oh, I'm not sorry at all. Was it the was it the Facebook crash? Yes. Yeah, I feel like don't mess with people's social media. That will be bigger than any news story. I was happy when Facebook went down. Me it too. was so peaceful. Me too. <laughs> Like there was no one talking about anything crazy, misinformation, distribution went down. I didn't get crazy messages from people saying, hey, did you read this article about, you know, the people who take the COVID vaccine, their toes fall off? 
didn't get any of those particular things. You know, I, I, I enjoyed it. It needs to go down again. Yeah, it was so peaceful. I wasn't having people like send me nudes or anything like that. It was great. Loved it. Uh, yeah. But hmm. did, did you see the, the, the newest cover of, I think it was Time Magazine? And uh, Zuckerberg was on the cover of it. And it was like, delete Facebook, like the button that you <laughs> press to delete Facebook. I was like, please. Oh, I only this, keep Facebook around for the for the fam, for the old heads. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, same. There's something weird about him. I just feel like he's not human. I think there's a <laughs> lizard person underneath that skin. I just, it's, I I feel like the TV show V, like if you scratch his face, there's going to be a lizard. <laughs> You have to be a, a person of a certain age to know V, but yeah. That is, yeah. I remember that. I, I'm going to have to burn sage now because this isn't my apartment. <laughs> it's going to haunt me. He's definitely eating a rat somewhere for sure. I think, with, I think with him, he gets people, some tend to get in the past because, oh, they think that he's on a spectrum. As a, as a parent of a child on the spectrum, my child, I love her to death. She could be a little asshole. He's an asshole. There's nothing about his his neurodivergence. People like, oh, you know, you can't say anything. That man's an asshole. He started Facebook just try to to rate women. I mean, it's just a weird, the, awkward dude. He's running a website where literal human traffickers in other countries are like not being taken off of it. Like I, this is like you know so far beyond someone who's just a little socially awkward. Like. This guy, he's, he's, if you were writing a villain in a movie, it would be way too on the nose, you know, like, I'm a fan of the alien theory, though, that he is an alien pretending to be human and trying to like him personally, because that's how he talks, that's how he lines his hair, like, it's, it's all there. How Does he even have eyebrows? I, I just... I, I, well, I did learn that eyebrows, like, dogs developed eyebrows to, like, communicate emotion to us, so the fact that he doesn't have them, I think, says a lot. Lizard alien. Mm-hmm. Well, and he he's got about the same haircut as like the Raiders owner, doesn't he? Like that straight across, yeah. weird kind of triangle like thing. Oh, I can feel this one, oh. Mark Davis. Yes, yes, <clears throat> Mark Davis. As someone who covers the now Las Vegas Raiders, here, here's a peer into Mark Davis's life. Never liked football as much as his dad. His dad dies, leaves the whole team to him. Team is broke. Team gets a billion dollars from the state of Nevada. Builds this giant stadium. He has a 17,000 square foot house, still drives a minivan and eats at P.F. Chang's. Hand to God, this is true. <laughs> like, not married. I'm like, dude, you're in Vegas. You, you, you at least could, like, staple a 50 to your crotch, find some pussy just one time. Just. <laughs> well, and the news came out today that Facebook is uh, rebranding. They're going to change the name. Uh, any suggestions for Mr. Zuckerberg on what he should change Facebook's name to? Hmm. Fuck face. <laughs> I was gonna say fuck. So you, you, we were on the same page. Let's rebrand it back to Zenga that I had in middle school. I miss that. <laughs> you know, life was so much simpler when we just still had MySpace, and I could you know, decorate my wall and like change up my top four, my top eight. Have them, 
have the music playing as people oh, scroll your page. Yes. No, see, I'm good. With, I'm good with no MySpace. I married my top one, and eh, oh good. no. <laughs> <laughs> but see, like MySpace had us all learning how to code and shit yeah. without true. actually thinking uh, about it. That's like, true. Like, that's true. Felt oh. less toxic. Then. <clears throat> one of my favorite things about the Facebook crash was the resurgence of the videos of um, like when they ask Facebook representatives during Senate hearings to explain parts of the <laughs> of like the website. And the clip uh, I saw, <laughs> the clip I saw was someone asking a representative from Facebook. It was like an old white man, and he was like, "Well, what are you gonna do about Finstas?" Oh yeah. And she was like, "There's nothing we can do about those." Like, and he was like, "Well, all the young kids have Finstas. What are you gonna do to protect the kids from Finstas?" And she was like, "Finsta is a type of account." And he's like, "Right, ban that account." And she was like. I get like he had no idea and you're like these are the people regulating uh large corporations they don't even know how it works yeah I feel like that particular senator was just mad because his daughter wouldn't add her to her finsta like that's (laughs) that's what that was he's like we're gonna ban that shit we're done I block family members all the time from my social media ain't none of your business what I'm doing I got five I have five siblings I'm friends with none of them on Facebook (laughs) fuck all (laughs) y'all <laughs> I just unfollowed my cousin for her post about the vaccine. So, oh, and then no. my dad, my dad gave me the speech. He was like, "She's family," and I was like, "I don't give a shit." She voted for Trump, but <laughs> she doesn't have the vaccine. Like, what did Terry say in Soul Food about the family? I fuck have the fi- family. Fuck- the family fucked my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Faith fucked my husband. I love that fucking. Does oh, anything God, anything God. Vanessa Williams has ever done is. Oh. She is a goddess. God, I love Thanks. her. Pride of New York. <laughs> so we got oh, one more story God. in our top three. What do we think? The HBCU fun mm. story. That is actually not one of the top three. Oh, so the new single. Of, uh, of our VP when she delivered her speech on Columbus Day or Indigenous People's Day because that speech was fucking fire. That was fantastic. Uh, that is not it. And it is mm-hmm. also not Adele's new single. Ooh, what R- RBG and Kid Kirk. Nope. Mm. It is <laughs> Joe Manchin <laughs> and Kristen Cinema, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, boy. These two. Uh, not them. They're, they're oh, antics. We've, we've come back to them. Do we have to? I, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, well, I feel like with them, like I said, I, I understand. I don't know why, but I feel like I have an understanding of Mansion. I don't have an understanding of her, which drives me absolutely insane because I don't understand her. Her end game, her state, like none of it makes any sense as to why she's being so defiant and so hard to deal with. He, I get it. You know, like you said, Terry, he's from, he's from, he's from West Virginia. Like we, it's a different world. It's a different situation there. So I get it. We're, I mean, it's a red state. Trump won. He has to be difficult. It's, and it is literally his personality. Plus he has an ego. Her, I don't get other than the fact that she's a narcissist and doesn't give a fuck because she's just bought and paid for. I mean, that whole bathroom thing, you know, people was all up in arms, mad about it and stuff. But the chick does not go, does not answer the phone. She does not have town hall. She does not do anything for her constituents. So people are frustrated. I mean, I get it. Like, I don't, if it, if it was my senator, I'd be right there in her face all the time. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't, I'm so fine. I'm glad they're finally talking. 
there we're getting somewhere we should hopefully have a deal by the end of the week and then we can move on well, then we move on to voting rights because i'm really kind of sick of talking about this i mean i've i've been intrigued i'm intrigued by the whole sausage making thing because it because it, it's my political no politically i'm i'm intrigued by it right making a deal yeah. and how everything goes and what's going to be in it and what's not but i'm tired of it already because it's been going on for i don't know how many months so at the end of the day, I just want to move on to voting rights. And next week we get the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. And then I want to see what the hell Manchin and Cinema are going to ah, do. That. Because really, they're going to be on the record. Because that's the thing that oh. matters to me. Like, yep. at the end of the day, if you don't, if we can negotiate back and forth, what are we negotiating on voting rights? There's not much to negotiate anymore. The Republicans yeah. are never going to vote for it. And it's only, it's either you're going to kill, you're going to carve out the filibuster on voting rights or not. That's it. There's, there's not much of a discussion. There are not 10 good people. No. no I don't care what he says. He sounds like OJ looking for the murderer when he said yeah. that. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where are these people, yeah. Joe? Where, where are they? They're not, they, they don't exist. They don't exist. He does not, he cannot get 10 votes. No way. No, no. Not even. He didn't get also said. Okay. No, said he didn't even get one today. You know what I mean? Like they're not moving forward. So he's there's gonna be zero. Well, there's gonna be one next week for the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, which is gonna be um Murkowski. She's the only one. So yeah, go ahead, Livia. Sorry. Oh no, it's okay. I was gonna say cinema has said John Lewis is her hero and goes on and on and like has compared herself to him, which is like bullshit to begin with. But like let's see how much of a hypocrite she is once we start talking about the Voting Rights Act. So yeah, there's not much there's not it's easy, it's easy to talk and say this one is my what about Mm -hmm. us? It's not it's not about it's not even about everybody else it's about us right so who i don't care who your hero is you this is like the same people that say martin luther king they like always invoke martin luther king like that doesn't make you not racist just because you say his name and and you can give a quote like that doesn't make you not racist so stop the bullshit and like actually do something because we it doesn't for me i feel like unless you live in like like california like you guys have great voting rights right and even in maryland i mean new york the voting rights I mean, we have rights, we can go vote, but the way that things function are not that great. You know what I mean? So like, we only get seven days, seven days in Maryland to early vote. 15 days is an improvement for what they want to do. So li- even little things like that matter, two weeks, that because our lines are long, even for early vote presidency. I mean, I stood in line for 45 minutes to an hour to vote. So it's not like, it's, it's not like just because you live in a blue state that voting is that great. I mean, Elon, she lit. Elian, you live in, in New York. It's not great. Not that great. No. <laughs> even even early voting the last time around, we were standing there waiting for hours and hours and hours. And we do have voter ID uh, requirements here. So you're right. It's not just because we're a Democratic state most of the time because we have had Republican governors and Republican mayors in New York City. So I ne- I never like sit too easily on on that like oh we're blue because if you've driven half an hour north of new york city you know real quickly that new york state is not a monolith (laughs) Mm -hmm. it is very very different upstate (laughs) (laughs) and even here in the city there are it's red pockets so like i never actually sit too comfortably on the fact that well we're a blue state you know because mm. I remember Island over there <laughs> in Long Island. 
Yeah, when I was in when I was in New Jersey, I was on the shore and I was at, I looked out my hotel room and I saw one of those. I finally saw it. One of those big ass Trump, one of those big ass Trump trucks with all the flags on and shit. And I was like, oh my god, this is so weird. I was trying to take a picture of it so I could put it on Twitter. Like it freaked me out because I've never. I mean, living here, I don't see that. Like that's probably something you see in Texas all the time. I don't see that shit. I'm, I'm oh, immune yeah, to it. That's the deep yeah. South Jersey. Yep. <laughs> So right, a few weeks so, ago when I was getting my eyes checked. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time for the final round. It is called Can You Believe? Uh, we polled 2,000 people to get their responses to the following questions. Um, will Donald Trump run in 2024? Yes or no? What do we think they said? Yes. No. I think they said no. I think they said yes. People love drama. They love people. People love watching car wrecks, so of course they could say yeah. I'd say no. I don't, think he, I don't think he's going to run again, but I think people I think he's going to run again. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say people said yes. Fifty-two point five percent of the people that we polled do not believe that Donald Trump is going Ooh. to run in 2024. Shut up! Really? Yep. Oh, I'm surprised. Wow. Yeah, I'm with Olivia. Like, I, I personally don't think he's going to run. I don't even think he's going to be alive long enough to, to run, personally. Um, but I, I would have assumed that, that people would think he was, oh, wow. Um, Did you see the polls that were like 80% of Republicans want him to run again in 2024? Yeah. I think he's going to run again. Because wouldn't if he runs again and if he wins, wouldn't that delay all of his um, legal issues? Mm. Mm, probably i mean if he's yeah. in federal yeah i mean, yeah. But, I mean but not there's, a, there's a big benefit for him i mean there's three we still have three more years so he should be locked up before then if he is going to get locked up which i don't even know if that's ever going to happen so i'm not holding my breath on it but yeah i would think he would be he if, if the justice department doesn't get him in three years then he's never going to be got so so well, i'm was... locked up with him or his bowels something got to be locked up <laughs> Well, there was that story the other day um, that he is being forced to give a deposition on a case against him from like 2015. So like they're they're finally getting him to like be involved in this process. So I think that happened a few days ago where he had to sit down for a deposition. He was in New York. So, yeah, I I read about his campaign launch. Was that well, really I, his campaign launch? Uh, I, that I think so. Yeah. I mean, he probably lied like 9,000 times. So, I mean, what? I mean, yeah. at this point, like, the thing is, if the DOJ is really going to lock him up, they need to have an airtight case where it's not dependent on someone else or somebody else has to basically give him up, right? I mean, that's the, at the end of the day, that's what it has to be. So, I don't, that's why I'm not counting on them to do it. I, I mean, if he runs again, he runs again, right? Well, we, all we can do is Joe has to beat him. I mean, he's going to have to beat his ass again. That's it. And I know I was just going to say, yeah, it says that he answered questions under oath for four and a half hours on Monday Yeah, he um, lied. Uh, based on a lawsuit brought by men alleging that they were assaulted by his security during a demonstration outside of Trump Tower in 2015 when he launched his campaign. <laughs> there we go. All right. Second question. Polled 2000 people. Is Senator Chuck Schumer an effective majority leader? Yes or no? What do we think the people yes. said? Yes. 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 Yes
Okay, see, I think, yes, he is. But I think Me people too. are such naysayers, negative Nancys, always want to be bitching about something. They're going to be like, no, he's not. I think people don't understand the Senate. They don't understand how it works. They don't, they don't, they, it's just so foreign to them that if they don't see anything happening quickly, they think it's a failure. So I think people think that he's not an effective leader. I personally think that he's doing a, a really good job with what's, he only has 48 Democrats and two independents. I mean, come on. But people don't see that. But they're going to say, no, he's a failure. It sucks. I'm not getting my federal loans forgiven. You stop being- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think people will say no because, like, you know, my man said, it's they see him as being ineffective because they can't see it in front. They have a microwave attention span. And this is more of a, a slow cooker type of policy type deal. Yeah. I feel like you know, like Brandon said, like, if you, if your student loans aren't forgiven, you're like, he hasn't done shit yet. Like, you know, like, unless you have seen probably like monetary value or like something in the news hasn't affected you, then you probably think he's gotten nothing done. I agree. Or you have, or you have no idea who the hell he is. I mean, that's, that's also, <laughs> and then you're just like, I hear Senator, I'm saying, no, he's not effective. So. <laughs> well, I can tell you that 62.5% of the people that we polled believe that Chuck Schumer is an effective Senate Majority Leader. Wow. I'm glad people proved us wrong. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you. People out here smartening. Have, have a little bit more faith and hope. Listen, I will go to bat for Chuck any day. So <laughs> that's my boy. So if anybody messes with Chuck, they mess with me. I'm just like, I know that. So don't mess with Chuck. And last one, we polled 2,000 people. Have Democrats kept their campaign promises? Yes or no? What did the like people say? <laughs> I'm so pessimistic, but they keep proving me wrong. So you know what? I'm going to be contrarian now. And I'm going to say that people believe, yes, we have kept our That's campaign. exactly what I was going to say. I'm just going to have hope and faith and say yes. I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to say they say that they have not kept their promises and I hope to be proven wrong. <laughs> I'm a road of diets going to say I hope that uh, like I hope that they did say that they have kept their promises, but it depends on do these 2,000 people wash their legs and ass. Exactly. <laughs> I, may, I may have to add some demographic questions to the next. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who are you out here polling? All your friends? <laughs> well, what was the answer? Do hot water. <laughs> Do you use a wash rag? I need to know. Right. These are things <laughs> Do you have a washcloth? What color is it? Do you use soap? Is there a soap near you? Is it Irish Spring? Irish Spring, firebody? no. That's what I use. Shut up. I love Irish <laughs> Spring. Hey, hey. I love Irish Spring. But I'm not white, so. <laughs> well, 95% of the people that we polled said that the Democratic Party has kept their campaign promises. Hey. Yay. Yay. That means we're doing good messaging, guys. Hey. <laughs> no, well, I is... have a little bit more faith in humanity after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes my heart smile. <laughs> Yes. Well, that is the end of this very first episode of This Is Not an Endorsement. Uh, I would like to thank all of my guests for being here this evening and taking time out of their night. 
to play this little game with me and try something new out. Um, if you're listening to this and you enjoyed this, please like subscribe and leave us a review. If you're on um, Apple podcasts, uh, we will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. To get in touch with the show, email us at notanendorsement at gmail.com. This is Not An Endorsement is a Spring Break 83 production.